Hello, this is him from Sermon, and you're listening to the Brutally Delicious Podcast. Hello. Hmm. Hello. Can you hear me? You I can't. can't. How are you? I'm okay. I can't. Oh, hang on. There we go. Hello. Hey, how's it going? Yeah, good. Can you see me? Oh, uh, it's a little dark. Much better. Candlelight adds to the ambiance as well. That's kind of cool. Yeah. <laughs> I've been. Good. Thanks for joining me. I appreciate you taking the time, man. No, not a problem. It's an absolute pleasure. How are you You're doing? Over, where are you at? You're over in uh, in London? That's correct, yeah. Nice. <laughs> not that you actually give it away, but I was just curious. <laughs> yes, it's, uh, I'm actually Hugh Grant. Yeah. You, you, could, you could get away with that with the mask on. Um, <laughs> so any, anyway, everything good over there? Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, just you know, Monday blues and all that, but... Yeah. Uh, yeah, everything's fine, you know. How about yourself? I can't complain. Just doing interviews all day, so it's fun. I like chatting with people. And, and sermon, so let's talk about sermon. Yeah, let's go for it. All right. Uh, Golden verse hits the stores. Uh, I guess it's March thirty first. Is that correct? Nice. Yeah. So I'm assuming it's done. Now that it's done and complete, how do you feel about it? And are you satisfied with the way it turned out? It is, uh, it's, an, it's a mountain job to do. Um, it takes years. So I'm, more than anything, I'm quite relieved. Um, it's a lot of work. Like, imagine. Songs and recording them self and then playing all the instruments except for drums. Um, that's decapitated to do. Um, but it's a lot, it's a lot. And I think anyone will tell you, and like most musicians, I'm sure would find studio time pretty kind of strenuous. Right. But it's a relief, and I am, I am certainly happy with it the way it came out. It's not how I thought it would turn out, but um, I'm still pleased with the result for sure. So it's not how you thought it would turn out, but it's still. Uh, is it better? Or that's a good. Um, it's just it's more aggressive than it ever was intended to, and I think I think I've I'm happy to embrace that actually. Okay, I mean that's fair enough. So I know you guys, or I know you talk about or take on some really heavy themes on this record. You care to give us uh, something you want your fans to take away from after listening to a sermon record, or even more specifically, Golden Verse? Yeah, I'd say, so I would say, I mean, the album itself is a collection of songs basically about abuses of power. Um, and that could be anything from kind of a religious doctrine to suicide to, um, you know, killing the planet, essentially, just because we like having iPhones and TVs and Right. Nice clue. None of the subjects are particularly literal. 
Um, it's all really an analogy. So if you were to read the lyrics, which will never be published officially, um, they would not say, don't buy an iPod. It would not say, don't commit suicide. It wouldn't say, don't be a Christian. It would, it's all kind of tangled up in something a bit looser. And I think that's because I, it makes it a little bit less cheesy, maybe. And in the end, if you do it that way, though, then fans can or listeners can take their own meaning from it as well, right? Even if it's not necessarily what you had originally wrote. Exactly, yeah. And that, and that is actually a really good, that's a really good point. It should be up for interpretation. And hopefully it is interpreted in a helpful way rather than a negative way, for sure. Okay. So when you're writing this, when you're writing music for a sermon, and, and again, this record, were you thinking about how these songs are going to come across in the live setting, how they're going to come across on stage? Like this would be a good spot for, I don't know, a breakdown or something, or are you writing the song for the song's sake and adapting later? We, that is a good question. Actually, this, this, um, this record particularly, I thought about it as a live album um all the like any segues there are between the songs is more like a jam with a band than it is just a keyboard player pressing a single note or something um and i did think about how you know is this going to be kind of uh are you going to be able to sort of like bounce your head to this are you going to it i don't want it to make it sound like it was contrived entirely for that but right. somewhat I, I it was important to think about how it would come across in a live setting and it's recorded in a way where there's not generally there's not more on the record that than can be played live by a whole band right so there's not uh there's not 10 layers of vocals it's wow. very straight in a lot of ways and it, that was quite intentional so I know you do. You said you do most of the uh, or all of the music and writing. So then, are you going to hire a band, or do you have a band members in mind already, or how does that work? So I have a. I mean, we've only ever done one show, but oh, I okay. have a network of people um, that will play, um, and it needs to work like a network because basically they're already musicians and they already have their own tours and. Mix- so they are I'd be happy to have a full band the whole time but I understand that Sermon isn't really much of a live presence yet so to have them on like salary for example wouldn't wouldn't work right. James is God knows how many bands I mean his main ones are is decapitated oh, okay. um, but he plays in Belfagor as well and was used to play in Vader. I just saw and, them I just saw them this weekend on seventy thousand tons of metal. He he texted me about that actually. <laughs> I'd love <laughs> yeah. to play that. It looks Oh, it's fantastic. Who, it's my uh, seventh year going and it's off the chain. There's nothing like it. Who 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 was the best band? Well, I don't want to insult anybody listening, but for me, I loved Creator. Uh, destruction destruction was really good oh yeah i'm sort of an old school guy so destruction was really good um insomnium was good and i really like jungle rod as well 
I heard Cynic played as well. Yes, Cynic played. Oh, I... Yeah, yeah. I saw them the first That's... night. That's... Did you? How? I guess if you're into something that's like more heavy hitting, it's probably not enough. Yeah, I didn't, and I'm not taking anything away from their performance. It didn't resonate with me at all. It was very maybe too froggy. I don't know if that's a word. Yeah. Yeah, almost, that's. I mean, it, yeah, that. it was almost like improvisational, improvisational jazz or something, and I kind of, it didn't. I didn't get it, but everybody did. I mean, no. there were tons of people, you know, totally digging it. It just wasn't for me. Yeah, yeah, no, I I can understand that for sure. Anyway. You absolutely, you're just pretty much on the nose. So yeah, absolutely. So when you're writing, then let's go back to the writing for one more second, since it's such a theatrical thing. I know you said you've only played one show live. I'm I'm assuming the goal is to take this out more live. Are you then writing with like the whole thematic thing in mind? Does that make sense? Um, yeah, in in a sense, I do have a I have a really specific vision of how it's supposed to look live. Uh, whether we can actually get it to that, I don't know. Um, in terms of writing with a thematic vision, I am really afraid of repeating myself, and I think um, I haven't quite thought how we're going to tackle that on the next record. Um, it takes time, and I think it actually. Do you know what? I think it actually even takes reviews to read it and be like, okay, maybe that bit is missing. You know, because if people criticize, it's right. fine. I, I don't mind. I mean, if it's universally hated, then uh, yeah, that doesn't feel great. Right. But you can learn from it, and um, I, I think I would find it easier to steer the direction once I kind of have a reaction because I've I've been sat on this album for years. Like this being sat there for nearly two years, just doing nothing. Right. And it's very difficult to write something else um, when this one hasn't actually had a chance to live yet. So um, we'll have to see. But I, I, there's a definite vision, a broad vision of kind of epic melancholy. Right. And I could see that That's, when listening to it. That's why I was curious. Yeah, I think. Who knows what it will turn into and i don't wouldn't want to say that it's limited to just that but um i just i don't think i can write a happy song very well <laughs> right i know you, let's go back to what you just said a minute ago about the uh you know the comments and the people making reviews or whatever you got to take a lot of that with a grain of salt though right because everybody is sort of got this anonymous way of leaving comments and reviews that may not necessarily be correct or honest right absolutely uh, the thing is though i suppose i can um i can see where they're coming from sometimes uh i can definitely see that i remember what was there was one comment that i read uh from the last album and it was something like it was on the song called the drift and the drum part is ridiculously complicated mm. um Someone just took frustration at basically it just kept repeating itself. And I think it's fair to say that's exactly what it did. Um, but it is intentional rather than laziness. Um, but also, you know, you shouldn't seek out criticism all the time. It just would wear you down. Yeah. And you can't do anything about it. It is what it is. Right. Um, but I don't let it bother me too much, really. It's, it's not a... 
I just think that some, I just think you could learn something from everything in a way. So I do try and look at it objectively. Okay. So the sermon music, I think is, is quite emotional and creates quite, quite a vibe. Do you ever find that you've put too much of yourself into the music and you're too vulnerable? Maybe on the first album, actually. But this album, maybe not, because it's just me. Actually, no, no, there is. And I've already made the mistake of, um, of saying the true meaning of one of the other, one of the songs on the new album. And I'm, you've got to be careful about what you say. And I'm not 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 because I'm offending people. I just think it's because your thoughts are really undeveloped and they're really not backed in. You know, I'm not a scientist. I'm not a psychologist or anything. But I'm right. saying this stuff, and maybe not realizing the implications have. Um, so perhaps in the music, wearing it on your sleeve, maybe not. But once it comes to explaining what things mean. I feel like I do have to tread a bit more carefully. So is there a sort of uh, responsibility you feel there, maybe? I think we all should. I think we should all be careful with the things we say. Not not because not because I'm worried about offending people, but I think I think anything you say should be thoughtful in some way. And you should be able to stand by what you say. Um, without sort of taking it, it shouldn't just be blunt and carefree. I, I really do try and consider the whole thing from a three hundred and sixty degree angle, even if I don't every time. Right, um, and I think you're one hundred percent right. I think that's the way it should work. But we're in this weird culture where that's not the norm, right? It's every, everything is published, and everything is. Everything is divided. You have to pick a side. It's a strange. It is a strange. Uh, it is a strange world where dialogue is stopped, which I think is not great. Dialogue almost becomes offensive because everybody's offended at everything you say. And then, but then you get the tensions rise, don't they? You know, I. I also think there's a thing where some sometimes you'll have a thought and you'll say it to some person and you haven't really considered it it's not your entire belief system right but suddenly you find an argument about it and you start reacting and out of spite based on your opinion and suddenly it's become your identity in a way and and really you know, you probably it was probably just something in the back of your brain that you were just, you know, just kind of carefree saying, and suddenly it's just been been the thing that might even destroy you. Right, it comes to the forefront, and everybody's ready to attack. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that said, you do have. That's why I'm saying you have to be thoughtful. I think because I have I have some thoughts that are just. I should absolutely never say <laughs> we probably <laughs> all do right it's that it's that thing where um your brain goes to the worst thing. I feel like it's like a strange little primal instinct of survival, so you know not to do certain things basically right. um, I agree 
and and then some some things on that basis that I just uh, yeah definitely never never fucking say. <laughs> <laughs> so what is uh what's next for Sermon then? I know you said you've not played many shows. Are there shows in the works? Or are you working on new material? Since this is two years old, you must have a bunch already, right? Well, I've got I've always got a library of riffs and ideas. Um, but I try, when I'm writing an album, I try to think of the album as an album rather than a collection of songs. Um, however, I do have a yearning to do a kind of one-off single because I've just had this craving um, maybe to write a bit of an anthem. You know, I think some people would say that's kind of a selling out thing. Uh, I mean, I'd fucking love to sell out. It would be great to not just go into a void of debt every album, but, you know. With integrity. Um, So it's something like that for sure. You know, it might be in the next year or two potentially. But honestly, it's very dependent on how this album is going to be received because if not, if if it's if it's loved and adored, then some things will happen and then we can take it on the road and great. I'd love to do that. Um, so I'm just waiting really. Okay. And you said something interesting there. Um, you know, you did the whole album and I think that's traditionally what metal or hard rock does, right? You have the whole metal, the way you sequenced it and the way it was meant to be with the artwork and the whole thing. And then you said about the single, possibly and that's kind of the new music business model right where do you lean on that on that spectrum to me i'm the older school guy i appreciate the record and everything that was done you're you're the same as me that's exactly i think of music as an album um and that's what has always been done with us so far i think the reason that i have the idea of doing a single is because I'm not sure I would like to do a whole album of trying to, you know, make catchy songs because I think there's a thing where you can almost be haunted by them or the album can be kind of diminished in quality because of it. Like, do you ever listen to those albums where, like, one song outweighs all the other songs? Oh, quite a few of them. And actually, yeah. And if it may be if that album hadn't had that song on it, you'd probably give the rest of the album a bit more time of day, potentially. That's, um, a good, this is just a that's a good thought. I never, I never kind of thought about that. It's you're probably right. Quality is totally relative. Uh, without naming names, because I don't want to insult anyone. Uh, actually, I'm going to have to name. I just say like because I love this band, so I am going to name the names. Uh, and I used to when I was a kid. I just, I just really, really loved them. But I remember um, on it's so Arch Enemy. Uh, wages of sin I just felt that Nemesis was so good that it almost outweighed every other song on the album yeah I can do that listening to the other songs whereas say the uh, album is it Black Earth or Black what was it can't remember but it had the original singer on there's no song on it like Nemesis but all the songs are kind of relatively the same quality right. so I would get through the album in a way so that's the reason why I would want to try a single. I mean, it might not happen. This is my. Um, no, I was just. I was just asking because you know it's interesting, and I like the theory you're saying. So the album could be a body of work, 
and then the singles could even be different than that body of work, right? But still, and they stand alone then. Absolutely right, yeah. And I think, I mean, I always think I'm really, I write songs sequentially. So the song that is written is always followed by the one after. I don't tend to be like, right, I'm going to write another song over here because I've got this idea. I tend to wait till I've finished a song. So I know where, which direction the album's going, essentially. And there's some songs, like certainly on the new record, the last song, Departure, it's blast beats. And that wouldn't have fit at the beginning of the album. It needed to be the end because it's the most intense song, I think. And I think so that the whole art that. that's lost, right? That whole sequencing thing that, you know, people used to spend time, like you just said, figuring out the ebbs and flows of the record. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I try to think of it, how is it going to sound on vinyl? So at what point am I going to have to turn this over? And does that make sense? Right. So on this new album, I felt that it made sense to kind of start off intensely, but then gradually wind its way down into something softer. And then once you turn over the side, it comes back in again with sort of full force. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. So there's a specific sequence to things that do try and consider it but it's not always possible right but you also are able to create the mood right yeah not yeah just, nothing not just where it flips but you can create the whole mood of you know what they're listening to yeah and you can hear where their brains are going to go too uh, i think and i think the way i try and do it is imagining it like a like a curved line graph rather than like a straight up and down type thing. Mm -hmm. You know, I want to sort of bleed into each other somewhat. So if there's a soft song, the chance, the chances are that the song before the soft song is not going to be blunt force. It's going to wind down into it. Right. I think. And, and for the same on the other side, like if the soft song needs to kind of, if there's going to be a heavy song after it, it needs to kind of become heavier essentially i think so that's something which do a lot of thought in other words <laughs> yeah. I, I, like songwriting is a really annoying companion right it 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 just drives you crazy especially when you can't figure out where to turn are you one of those guys that's always got a recorder or a sketch pad around sort of I always write notes on, on these things. And sometimes if I'm walking back home from the pub drunk, I will sing into my phone occasionally. Mm -hmm. And it's actually quite a method. I've, I've, uh, have you I've used anything? A few. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> quite a lot on the album. Yeah. So there's some drunk ramblings that made it onto a sermon record. Yeah. 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 It's actually making me think I have an alcohol problem, but you know, <laughs> as long as we're Fine. Yeah, that's it. That brings me to the end of my questions. Did I miss anything you want to cover? No, man. No, no, no. That was cool. Thank you. Hope that wasn't too bad. No, no. It's, it's, a, lovely, it's a lovely thing to talk about yourself. Yeah, and kind of <laughs> meander. We talk about a whole bunch of things, but thank you, my friend. I appreciate you taking the time. Thank you. And good you. luck, with, good luck with the record. I really like the single, so I'm hoping to uh, really dig into it when it comes out. Thanks, man. Yeah, yeah. Well, hopefully we don't uh, disappoint you too much. No. If it's anything like this <laughs> single, I'm all in. So thank you for taking the time. Be well.
Thanks, man. We'll talk to you soon. soon. All right. Bye. Hey, this is Steve Choi, host of the Musicians Guild podcast, part of the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. Within the four walls of the Musicians Guild, we'll be discussing the habits, idiosyncrasies, experiences, and general psychology of my friends and peers, all involved with music in various capacities. Listen and subscribe at SoundTalentMedia.com.